welcome to another edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. Uh, this is a unique podcast that runs every week. If you're finding us here and, and you're not familiar uh, with our uh, weekly show, uh, Monday through Friday, you can find out more by going to Rick and Bubba, spell out the word and, dot com. Today, Bubba, this one highly anticipated. Our, our guest today is Chris Bledsoe. Uh, Chris has uh, appeared um, uh, on a number of programs. He wrote the book UFO of God, the extraordinary true story of Chris Bledsoe. And uh, so Chris Bledsoe is our guest today. And Bubba, we'll never get it all in. So we'll, we'll get in what we can on this We'll podcast. plow through we'll, what we'll we can get through. through during our limited time. Chris, thanks for being with us. Let's start by talking about you work for NASA and you were a pilot. And uh, you you were you were very active in all this before you had your first encounter, correct? Uh, well, no, I was a pilot. Yes, yeah, still am a commercial rated pilot, but I never got involved with NASA until 2008, when uh, after I reported this incident. But I have uh, been investigated by them and the CIA and a number of intelligence outfits, and still am. Okay, so let's talk about the initial incident. What happened that started this whole process? Well, that's uh, that's important to know what happened um, to get the the gist of the thing. In 2001, uh, the incident happened in 07, but in 2001, uh, living in Fort Bragg and being a home builder, living near Fort Bragg, Fayetteville, uh, I was building upwards of 100 or more homes a year. And when the World Trade Center disaster took place, I was caught with 70 houses under construction and interest rates went up and the military stopped buying. And so I watched the slow motion train wreck over the next five years until I could sell the business. And um, so I was at the lowest point in my life. I had lost everything I had, uh, except my wife and kids. And, and was a successful builder for 20 plus years. And so fast forward to 2007 uh, on the 8th of January. Um, I had come through a near death experience from a doctor poisoning me. By, he poisoned 113 patients right. before he overdosed and died himself. So that was that was just a, a big blow to me. Uh, and it, 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 between that and, and struggling to feed my kids, I was at the end of my rope and um, was crying out to the heavens, whoever's up there. I was born and raised in church, and uh, my wife's Pentecostal holiness. I was a deacon in that church. And uh, so I was crying out to help and walked away from three friends that were working Force at that time and my son and I walked up on three balls of fire that one of them came to me and took me away for four hours and I walked back to where they were fishing it was uh, four hours later and there had been a manhunt for me and I couldn't imagine 15 minutes had passed but it was a lot longer than that that's how it all started uh, so, Chris, do you, do you think you were, and I saw the Beyond Skinwalker episode that aired, uh, I guess, maybe a week or so or two weeks now. 
Um, you saw these big burning balls of fire that were in the woods, but you, you had disappeared for, for five hours, but you didn't realize it, it was that long. Do you think you were abducted during that time or, or how do you, what do you think happened during that loss of time? They definitely took me somewhere because, uh, the guys with me, they hunted for me all evening and I was at a dead end of a cul-de-sac. So imagine, uh, uh, you know, going down a paved road and there's a big cornfield on my left side. And in the middle, there's a two road that crosses that field over to the backside to the tree line. And then you go down through the woods, a quarter mile to the river. And so I walked out of that bottom where they were fishing a quarter mile up to the field, didn't take another step uh, other than running back after I experienced these orbs. And sure enough, uh, they looked for me for all evening. And I was gone somewhere. And I know it was one of these balls of light that took me for sure. Now, your, your son also witnessed these as he was looking for you, right? When you came back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I tried it back up to the fire. Here's the weird thing. Um, I, I didn't have a flashlight, so I was coming uh, through in the dark, and I could see these guys standing at the fire right on the riverbank, not fishing anymore. And uh, they couldn't see me coming because it was dark. But I walked right up on them and noticed that Chris Jr. wasn't there. And uh, I didn't speak to them no more than two or three minutes because they were questioning me where I'd been before I asked about Chris Jr. And they said, well, he's been gone two hours. He went looking for you in the woods on foot. And I freaked out. Oh, Lord, he's gotten in this big head of woods and turned around and lost. Yeah. There's no telling where he's at. So I left them right away looking for him. And I ran back in the back of the cul-de-sac where they pointed he went. And he was hiding up under some real thick shrubs. Uh, in, in our area where where there's clearing is always um, real thick around the edge. And he had seen these red balls of light coming down the road towards him as he was looking for me, and it scared him. So he backed up under these bushes and tried to hide. Of course, they came right up to him, got within 15, 20 feet of him, and noticed there were these two little figures about three and a half feet tall and they were um just this sort of glowing translucent this color and they he said every time they, they were always looking at him one at least and when they would look at him he couldn't move he couldn't scream he couldn't yell so he went through a very traumatic experience i led him back to the fire where the guys were fishing only 40 yards away 50 yards and when we got to the fire um uh, one of the guys they were freaked out by now these three grown yeah, men I were, imagine. Were, yeah they were worrying about where i'd been and hearing chris jr talking about these little creatures and about that time one of the guys shouted look and he pointed up and we all you know looked up and there were like eight or nine balls of light beside it looked like venus that bright they went out and they came from different points and came together in a circle and they kind of went around in a circle and then they scattered. And when they did three of them landed in front of us across the river. And that's when 
pandemonium set in for the whole group. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. I bet. So we left up out of there in the truck, leaving fishing poles and everything behind. And when we got to the top of the hill where I'd been, where I'd lost time, these three balls of fire were still there. Uh, two of them in the exact same space. Uh, but the third one that was a ball of fire now is a, looked like a football about 45 feet long. And it's hovering five feet off our dirt road that we got to go to get to the paved road. It's between us and the paved road. And it stayed there a good several minutes while everybody was, even though some of them were crying, saying, I'll never see my wife again. I got to see my children. Where's the military? It, it was amazing to hear all this. And the weird thing was, I wasn't afraid anymore. Um, everybody was terrified. And I was when I first saw them, but whatever they did to me, they brought me back. I was marveled. I, I wanted to stay and get out and look, but they won't have enough part of that. So that's pretty much the first afternoon. Yeah, and, and in the book, and, and I've read your book, uh, it, it, you give great detail of this chase that went on for really quite a while. And and, yeah. and And you going into this when everything had bottomed out, one of the things that kept you – from being able to make a, a living was also you were very sick. Uh, you you had uh, uh, IBS and actually Crohn's disease, right? Correct. And you yeah. were you were having these stomach problems that were so severe you couldn't couldn't even work. Yeah. And 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 talk to us about this encounter. And and correct me if I'm. I, mean, I read the book. Suddenly that that seemed to get resolved. Correct. Yeah. Overnight. I had suffered with that for 17 and a half years. I'd been on medication for that long. Uh, it was la it was longer than that that it started. But let's just say 18 years of, of, of severe symptoms. They got extremely severe because of the stress of losing everything. Yeah, stress it just, it just got worse. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, but I got up the next morning and it was like 10, 30, 11 o'clock when I kind of freaked out and said, Lord, I didn't take my medicine. If I missed it any day, I would suffer more. It, it would last triple more days worse. So, uh, but I had no symptoms. And after that day, I have never taken another pill for that condition at all. I mean, it was a miracle. And you would have thought the world would have wanted to know that. But when I came home talking about it, my church community and everybody said, Oh my God, you're playing with the devil. And so that. Uh, so that was, let's, let's kind of delve into that a little bit. What, what happened? Do we need to break? Yeah. Here, Rick? So, okay. We're going to break and come back. And I, Chris, I want to ask you what happened after that? How did this continue to right. keep happening? And, boy, and, and how's it manifested? So? Hey, we are, we have only just begun. <laughs> uh, we'll be back more with Chris Bledsoe and Rick and Bubba university. The podcast continues. This is the Rick and Bubba Show. Watch more at blazetv.com slash Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. We're back on Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. Chris Bledsoe is our guest. His book, UFO of God, it's available uh, wherever you, you can go to ufoofgod.com. Uh, all of the things we're talking to him about in great detail are laid out in the book, and we're going to hit the high points. And, Bubba, you had a question. Well, Chris, after this initial experience, it didn't just end there. It continued in other ways, correct? Yeah, and and, and 
the crazy thing is it's continuing to this day at an exponential rate is is the the phenomenon never quit coming uh, it followed me home that night and uh we had another major experience at the house later that night after we got everybody dropped off and it it just never quit uh for for five years there i tried to prove it to my family my of course, my wife and children were seeing it with me. I mean, within a week after I came home, we started having shadow figures in the house, orbs flying around inside the house, uh, orbs over top of the house, and it just never quit. But I could never film it. I couldn't for five years. I tried. Every time I tried, it would disappear before I could get my camera out. And then um, in 2012, I had an experience with, after I walked outside and said, I'll never do this again. I'm not going to talk about it. My children are being made fun of at school. I'm responsible for their lives and you ruined my life. This is what I said to the, to the sky. And that night uh, they changed my life for good. They came back and this beautiful lady and here we of go. all things uh, came and said, uh, you know why I'm here? This is your burden. You must bear. And if you'll do this, if you'll tell what you know, we will, uh, she said, I will always be with you. And I'll let you film us with camera and have witnesses. I said that in 2012. I maintained that for all these years. And sure enough, uh, immediately I began to take video and photo of, uh, of this phenomenon and i do it every night now i do it with scientists and did it on the skinwalker ranch show blew them guys away everybody and had it appear in the woods next to us of all things so yeah it's it's never left and it's only gotten uh, crazier well, that, that is unique about your case because there's so many things that happen and people have a story and maybe they have a picture, maybe they have video, but it was a one-off event. Right. Uh, yours is, has been ongoing, and when the Beyond Skinwalker Ranch came there, you you know they were concerned about getting video, and you said, hey, just hang around. You're going to see them, and they did over multiple nights. Yeah, they stayed seven nights, and um – the very first night we started filming, there were uh, there were orbs everywhere. And crazy thing is, I would tell them, the producer, the head producer, uh, David Carr is his name. I said, David, have the crew here today at five thirty at least. Be ready for six o'clock because we're going to see an orb next to Jupiter at six and at six o one, and still daylight orb appeared next to Jupiter. And so I did that every day. I'd tell them 6.15, 6.30, uh, or even later. And and it happened every single day. And we filmed 35 orbs one night that they're artificial intelligence machines. They had two of them yeah. set up on my property. And they see the sky. And if, if any known object flies over, it won't record it. Because it's hooked to NORAD. It's hooked to all the satellites and everything known. But uh, when they went to wrap up the first night of filming, they, they checked the ADAT machines and there were 35 unknowns on in one night. So this was like every day. They, they couldn't believe what they were seeing. 
Chris, when we hear these stories, we, we always ask and we talk about, is this a physical phenomenon you think that is just uh, some other physical presence like we are that we don't know or haven't discovered? Or is this some kind of spiritual um, issue that, that is uh, basically not of our time and space and maybe can move back and forth between the two? And, you know, as Christians and as believers, we, we certainly know there's angels and demons out there that would fall under the spiritual category, but not everybody sees those all the time or sees them in their lifetime. What, what do you think you're dealing with here exactly? Let me tell you my consensus of this thing. Uh, I've been studying this and documenting it for going on 17 years. This January will be 17 years since it all took place. And uh, uh, just solely based on how it came the first time, uh, I was crying out. You know, I, I didn't want to live. I'd gotten to that point where I was so down and out. But I love my wife and children more than anything in the world. And I didn't want to go there. But I had these terrible thoughts. And so I was crying out for help. And these balls of fire came. And it was a lot like me, to me, the chariots of fire you talk about in the Bible. Uh, but I, 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 let's just say for the last 16 and a half years, I've done the same thing. You get them to come. I say a prayer just like I always did, you know, to, to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And listen, lightning struck right when I said that. Mm. <laughs> we have, big thunderstorm just rolled out. That's pretty powerful. Yeah. But, uh, that's what I continue to do. And I go out at night, I say a prayer, and here they come. Uh, is it telepathy? Is it, uh, they don't seem physical. They're, they're more like spirits to me. Uh, why would an alien care if I was sick and crying out? Why would aliens come in prayer? Uh, maybe they can. I, I really don't know, but it's my general thought that it's a spiritual thing and it's probably the angels from the bible that the old timers talk about uh we surely they're not the only ones that could experience this this is two thousand years later we're just seeing it in a new lens i think but i don't want to influence anybody's thought on what it is uh, if you read my book and and read along for the story i think it'll help somebody understand more of how I see it in there. Can, can I? Still- yeah. So when when you open that door, that it's spiritual, and and in your book, I take away from you believe it's spiritual uh, right. from reading the book, and I've read I've read the entire book. Um, when when you're being approached by the 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 woman, and you said she seems to be the leader of the bunch, and don't let me yeah. don't let me say things that are incorrect. Correct me if I got that wrong. Right. And and it's clear that she's bringing you a message. And I've read what some of the messages were, and they seem very broad um, and, and not very detailed. And there's even a talk of you're, you're supposed to be getting new knowledge to tell the world. What do you think her message is to you? And, and then also touch on the fact that you regret hunting and killing animals, that all this came from your encounter with her. Yeah. Um there's a lot of message there I haven't given right. because for one, I don't want to put something out there to scare people or to worry people when I can't confirm it. Right. 
It's just they're talking to me. And but she told me, the lady told me, she said, uh, and I put this out in 2012. And I can tell you, there's something going to happen in 26, 2026, and early 2027. There's going to be something major that happens. That's been confirmed to me by the authorities. They believe it, too. And they got that from me, you know, 11 years ago. And in fact, I got a call this morning saying, we're all believing there's something going to happen by that time. And it's all right to say it. But I honestly believe nothing is set in stone. I think that uh, all the the hostile stuff and everything that's going on around the world is going to uh, fade away and a new uh, world is coming, a new knowledge, a new a peace to this planet. And uh, I, I'm just going to have to say that's my thought about it. I don't want to spread any doom and gloom because they showed me that kind of stuff. But they also said this don't have to happen. If people wake will wake up, then the light will overcome the darkness. And that's exactly what they're doing. They're going to wake us all up. They told me that in 2012. Uh, and, and I've maintained that for all these years. And I'm sharing it. To go on the History Channel and to look up at the heavens and say, uh, can you share your presence with us? And boom, here comes 35 orbs from different directions. It makes one think real quick about uh, what we're dealing with here. And uh, they're, they're pushed to reveal themselves to the world. It's the most elusive thing on planet Earth in existence, the UFO. But yet they allowed us to film them on television, just like I predicted they would. Chris, you you said in and in the Skinwalker episode uh, that you had been rejected by your church family. Tell yep. us a little bit about that, and 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 we're kind of curious too about what you're seeing, how that measures up against biblical standards to fit into that mold of being something good. But tell us a little bit about your your church, how they how they didn't want to hear about this. Well, you know, living in North Carolina, it's a lot like the south it's a bible belt and um me being a popular person in our town i was known by everyone building all these houses i was on local news talking about building reports and so everybody knew me the name was known and when i came out i came home and started talking about this these ufos they were balls of fire uh, but i called them ufos immediately there was no listening to me they didn't care if i was healed from Crohn's. immediately i'm playing with satan himself so they told me you can never come to church again if you ever talk about this you got to quit talking about it i said i'm sorry but this is my life it was something special i was crying out in desperation and these balls of fire came and they still do. And if you read in my book, there's a lot of stories about people who were sick that are no longer sick uh, that came here or I went to them like in Washington, D.C. I was taken to Washington to a little boy that was had a feeding tube and he was going to die. And it was CIA that uh, agreed to get me up there to help him. And 
he's in Europe right now. He's 20 years old, about to start his junior year in college. But when he was 11 years old, they said he wasn't going to live another year. He was going to die. So all that, all that um, 15, 16 years of seeing these miracles and, and all just makes me know uh, I've never had a negative experience. I've never, I'm not afraid of it. It, it. it comes in my house. It flies around these orbs inside. My wife and children see them even recently. But, so, but I know inside there's something much greater about it. Uh, I just don't want to label it until we've studied it with science more. I look forward to studying with Travis Taylor and other guys kind of figure out what it is but to me it's spiritual and it's been a blessing we'll be back we'll continue our conversation with chris bledsoe when rick and bubba university the podcast continues this is the rick and bubba show watch more at blaze tv.com slash rick and bubba rick and bubba rick and bubba Chris Bledsoe is our guest. The book is UFO of God. So when we went into the break, you were saying you do believe it's spiritual. Uh, your your church early on was concerned. Uh, I, I think you can understand. Uh, yeah. Because some of the things, you know, that, that are concerning with me reading the book, I, I think about, you know, verses like 2 Corinthians chapter 11, uh, when Paul warns us that uh, Satan actually portrays himself as an angel of light, uh, so it should not surprise us that his servants or the other demons would also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. And he says, but eventually their end will correspond with their deeds. Their day is coming. So it is biblically true that demons can also come to people parading as angels of light and righteousness right. and pretend that they are representing God, but that would be them manipulating people into saying things that don't add up or starting a new definition of God. And, you know, like the things you mentioned about 26, 27, I mean, I'm studying the revelation right now. Uh, yeah. there, there's doom and gloom coming. The Bible tells me that. And, um, and, and it doesn't say that there's anything that I can do to keep God from doing that uh, because it must take place for the new heaven and the new earth. And, right. um, and, and also there's never... Uh, 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 documentation in scripture that an angel appears in the form of a woman. Um, now there are a lot of goddesses and pagan religions that, that elevate, um, you know, women to this and, and so, and look, there's Pete and the devil can do supernatural. Uh, he certainly can. His demons can, uh, people can under his influence, uh, conjure up spirits and, and make things happen too. And I think that's where the concern is. Well, let me say this for uh, everybody to keep in mind. Paul, the very guy you were talking about, it was Jesus that came and knocked him off his horse and blinded him in a orb, right? It was a ball of light, came out of the sky, swooped down and knocked him off his horse and blinded him. It was light. And this is exactly what we're seeing. And also... I've been taught all my life. Jesus pray, Jesus knocked somebody off a horse with an orb? Yeah, Paul's encounter on the road to Damascus was a ball of light blinded him. Remember? Well, well, Jesus' presence blinded him. Jesus was the light. And, right. Uh, yeah, and he, right. And, and he had an encounter, and I'm, I don't right. think he was on a horse, but but he, he yeah, he had an encounter 
with Jesus that, that blinded him. There's, there's no question about that. I, I was just making the point that the scripture also says that demons and Satan can appear as light as well. That was my point. Yeah. But well, also too, you got to remember in your background as a Christian, if you're praying to God, Satan flees from that. He has no space when you're praying to God. And I can tell you 17 years of this almost, uh, it always comes in prayer. And I have seen, Hundreds and hundreds of people transformed and changed because they get in this connection. You know, what's to say that they're not coming back here right now to prepare us for what that doom and gloom you're talking about yeah, right. is coming? Yeah. Right. So I'm just trying to say, let's let the reader realize I'm not telling everything Understood. at all. Understood. But I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's much higher. It's not demonic. It's not Satan. It comes when I pray to God. Well, Chris, let me ask you this, because I guess, too, and some of the critics would say that, you know, there's a template in the Bible when angels make an appearance. They always tell who they are. Uh, often, many t times, the humans are scared of them, and they tell them, fear not, tell them not to worship them, that they're, you know, they're coming uh, on behalf of God, and they bring a message. So there, there's kind of a template there of how they approach this. Do you feel like this one is falling into that? Or do you see how some people think that it's not falling into it? Well, you know, all I can say is, um, is th there's a reason they're here. There's a reason they're allowing me to share their presence there being God. You know, the word angel, uh, the, the word is, is the Hebrew words, Malik, M-A-L-A-K-H. It has three definitions, three, not two. We we transcribed or translated it as angel or messenger. But in the Jewish text, it also means Yahweh or Jehovah, Jehovah, meaning it's part God. It's a fractal of God. And you hear all this stuff about, oh, the fallen angels. It's got to be the fallen angels. Well, no. Uh, the the ones that supposedly created giants on earth in those days. All that's been mistranslated. If you read Genesis 6, it says there were giants in the land in them days and also after when the children of God came into the daughters of man. They were here before and they were here after. But you ever everybody you hear says, oh, they're the Nephilim. They're the children of the angels. Well, it doesn't say that. It's been mistranslated that way. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll stand my ground to the day I die. Sure, sure. Yeah. That is, is something much greater, and it's not demonic. That's the natural Christian's belief. Because No, no, no. That's, it's not the natural cold. Christian's belief. It, it, I'm telling you this stuff because I love you, not because I'm trying to make you look foolish or disagree right. with you. I mean, I can take you to Acts chapter 19, and you see these seven sons of a, of a Pharisee that wanted to cast out demons because they saw the celebrity of Paul. And they came right. in and said, in the name of Jesus, come out of this man. And the demon said back to them, Jesus, I know. Uh, Paul, yeah. Paul, I recognize, but who are you? And they attacked right. him and stripped him naked and came running out. So it's really not true that if, as long as you throw around, around the name Jesus, demons flee. That actually isn't true. Uh, it's according whose hand uh, the name is being used in, whether they fear you or not.
Paul they feared because he was with Christ. These people throwing around the name they did not fear, and they know Jesus better than we do. Uh, and and so just I'm saying this because I don't want you to just close the door. And every time someone points to that, you think that you know that they're some fundamentalist thumping a misinterpretation of Scripture. I think that's a dangerous road for you to be on. Well, maybe so, but I also am in a hot seat here. Understood. Understood. Right. And, I, and I'm saying and, this because because I love you. I read your book. I could have easily been talking to you not even read the book, and you'd be like, wow, right. I wish you'd have read the book. You'd know what I said. Uh, I've read it. Uh, I, I've, I understand everything you're saying, but my concern is as valid as your lack of it. Right. Well, um, like I said, it, it's, it's, you know, it's up to the reader to, to, or listener to make their own opinion. But um, I know in my heart it's not the devil. It's not Satan. It's not Lucifer. It's not fallen angels. It's, it's about God. And uh, Do you wonder why the woman doesn't tell you that she's from God? Um, they told me they were part of creation. That they were the angels. Did they say they were angels? The Did they say yeah. they were? Yeah. Yes, I said this in 2008 on yeah. Discovery Channel. Did she say that I'm a messenger from God, and here's what God wants me to tell you? She didn't tell me that okay. at all. But also realized that in many cultures, even in the early Hebrew writing, the Holy Spirit is feminine. It's a woman. No. No. Yeah. No. Read it. No. No, that's not right. Chris, say that one more time. If you if you if you investigate ancient scripture, the Holy Spirit is a feminine word, divine feminine. The yeah. earliest writings. I've done my research. I have to disagree with you on that. I, I'm not familiar with that. Right. I'll, I'll have to say that, Chris. L let me ask you too. You you said several people. You you listed some government agencies had come to investigate this. Who who all came to investigate this when this initially happened? Yeah, I, I, NASA. Yeah, NASA was the first, and um, CIA was next. Military intelligence, DOD, uh, everybody, everybody's been investigating. So Just when the when the story got out, they heard that they wanted to know more. What what were their conclusions, or how did those go with you? And then we'll we'll go to break. Well, they're still doing it. I mean, yeah. there's. Well, I was just at the Monroe Institute uh, in Virginia. It was in the book. Filming orbs was government scientists. I've been doing this for years. It's nothing new. There's just nobody's heard about me because I've been quiet about it, not revealing exactly what we're doing in fact i suspect harvard university will be here somebody from there yeah. in late fall to try to investigate this and see but um it's always been a beautiful thing to me spiritual sure um, and i've seen a lot of miracles people that had cancer that is now gone people that were dying is now better so you just have to wonder. We'll come back and we'll finish the conversation with Chris Bledsoe when Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, continues. This is the Rick and Bubba Show. Watch more at blazetv.com slash Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Chris Bledsoe is our guest. We've got uh, about 10 more minutes with, with Chris. The book is UFO of God. You can get it by going to ufoofgod.com. 
Chris, uh, is it MUFON? Is that how you say it? M-U-F-O-N? I know you've you've had uh, uh, been investigated by them and worked with them. It seems like in the beginning it wasn't a great experience, but that seemed to get better as time has gone along. What's the current standing with them? Because it, 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 if you read the book, it you have quite a little ride with them, don't you? Yeah, well, they come in in 2008, back when this whole thing was classified, right? And uh, they did their investigation, and they talked me in. Within two weeks of them coming, they talked me into doing a documentary. We're going to vindicate you. Well, that was the worst thing I ever did. Right. They made a fool out of me and my children, which created five years of hell uh, or longer. My children have PTSD from the way the Christian community treated us. My wife's Pentecostal holiness. I was a deacon in the Pentecostal holiness church for years. I've been married 40 years this year. So I know my faith and I know the Bible about as good as any. I've studied with Diana Pasolka, George Zervos, and many others from the religious world. Understood. And there's a lot that we don't understand. And there's a lot that's been taken from the Bible. But when I told Mufon it was a spiritual thing that I thought there were angels, they said, this is just too much for us. We, we're we looking for aliens. And so they ended up uh, causing a lot of damage. They tried to debunk me, called me a liar, crazy, and everything else. But I, I'm getting the last word because they didn't think it would ever come back. And it never left. It's still here. Yeah, you're still seeing like if if I'm if I have this right, I was telling Bubba, you have seen the woman that we've talked about. You've seen the orbs, uh, and and you've seen translucent people that have a triangle on their chest and have red yeah. eyes, and you've had a, the man that walked to you across the pond. That would that was a that was a figure that was in front of you. And then there's something that you refer to as shadow people that you think maybe as as much as eight feet tall that was like looking in the window of your house. Well, are, yeah. are, do you think all of these though are the same thing? It's just different presentations. Yeah. I think it's all the same. I think that they, uh, they live in a realm next to us. They're always there. They're all, they can hear your thoughts. Now tell me, does the devil, can the devil hear your thoughts or do they only know what you speak? That's a question for you. So you, the minute you've told, because I, I realize what you're saying now, and I, and I noticed that in the book, most of these people that want to investigate you, they're looking for space people and yep. and for other planets. And when you say this is spiritual, they don't really know what to do with that. It's almost like, well, that's not that's not what we not want. what they're geared. That's not here, what I want it? to look for. Right, and uh, so the government knows this. Though I'm gonna tell you straight up, they know they know. That's why I'm able to talk now. That's why they're behind me. If you read my book, you'll see CIA wrote the yeah. board introductions and all because they know it's conscience based and they don't know how to deal with it. It stays 10 steps ahead of them at all times. It can appear as a flying saucer. It can appear as a ball of light. It can shut off their nuclear bases, which it's done. So naturally they're thinking space alien and war when it's probably uh them trying to keep us from blowing ourselves up. So they're watching us. Why do they, you? Yeah. Why do you think? And I know you don't. You don't really know this, but it's rhetorical. I get that, and I've read in the book. Do you have any idea why they picked you? I have no idea. All I know, I was desperate and crying out to God, not the devil. 
and these chariots of fire came out of the sky and they still come. They come the same way in prayer. And, um, I, you know, I, I, like I say again, I'm waiting. Can the devil hear your thoughts? You didn't answer that one. Well, I, w- I would have to understand that these people actually have heard your thoughts and, and repeat them back to you. And I, I'm, I'm not sitting here telling you that, that, that we know what it is. But just as I shouldn't come to a conclusion that they're absolutely must be demonic, I'd just be careful coming to a conclusion that they absolutely must be angelic. You know, because you admit you don't really know yet. And some of the things that they're doing doesn't seem to pass the scrutiny of how angels normally behave. You, you and, do see why some people yeah. would, would be suspicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, read Daniel 10. Right. Daniel's encounter with an angel. Read right. it. Yeah, there, there's no doubt. Of course, he knows it's, it's an angel. Same, it's the exact same description I gave in 2008. Of course, he knows it's an and angel. body was glowing and right. like glass. Of course, he knows it's an angel. red eyes like fire. Right, yeah. That yeah. same description Daniel gives. Right. Chris. And the uh, Bible even says every angelic encounter is a terrible thing. That's the way it says it. Well, yeah, he's terrified at what he's seen. There's no question yeah, about that. I, I think and most of the time, and most of the time, people are. Yeah. yeah, Chris, tell us a little bit about the, the these things shutting down the uh, the nuclear uh, uh, launch facilities. Well, well, tell us a little more about that. Well, you know, all I do is is repeat what I've heard, and from government sources that they can play with them. They can come up and turn their machines and put them on countdown to, to launch and turn them off one minute before they do. Why do they do that? Why would uh, they need to if they're not trying to stop us from blowing ourselves up? Why? You, you've heard of the Foo Fighters, right? Foo Fighters were balls of light that, that were in Germany and all overseas when the World War II was happening. There were balls of light following the airplanes right off their wingtips. Why were they there? And, and one other thing I can tell you is of the thousands of people that write me every day, thousands, I have oh, every I year, right? I have thousands reaching out. You're going to have more after this podcast. <laughs> and, and all of them say the same. I have 80-year-old women, more women in their 70s and 80s than you can imagine, their husbands die, and suddenly they're seeing UFOs, balls of light outside their window or in their house. Of the thousands and thousands that's written me over the 17 years or 16 and a half years, they all are the exact same thing. Every one of them will tell you, because I ask them, it's good that you saw the lights, but I want to know why you saw it. What was life like when they started appearing? And every time my mama died, my daughter died, my husband died, my husband left me, and I'm homeless. I was abused by my father when I was a little girl, and I never got over it. It's yes, always, right. always uh, it's, it's severe trauma. Yeah. It's the same place I was at when I was crying out to God, and the balls of fire came out of the sky. And the thousands that write me, always the same. They went through severe trauma. Yeah. So why would the devil come when people are in need? Well, that's, usually, that's usually when he does. Chris, um, but, it's it's, uh, it's an incredible story. Right. And um, 
it, the fact that it's continuing today even makes it uh, more tremendous. Um, there, there's so many more things we want to talk about. We're going to be out of time, but we we would yeah. like to have you back yeah. again sometime and we cover really some do. more of this. We really we 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 do need to to continue this and and the book is available and and you can get it by going to ufoofgod.com. Uh, and, you know, you can hear it because there's many more details in here, and we'll try to have more podcasts and, and talk about this. And, Chris, I want you to know that even though we're asking, I know, some questions and some tough questions, I'm, we're not at odds with you. I, I truly am intrigued by this. I truly love you. Uh, I, I don't want this to be something that is used uh, in a negative way to, to deceive you or people. But at the same time, you know, uh, we, we want to you know, investigate this like you're doing. So please don't hear that when we ask these kind of questions, I'm asking those kind of questions so that you can respond and clarify. And, uh, and, and we're told to do that. We're told to vet out messengers. Right. We're told to vet out what the message is in Scripture. And I don't want you to see this any other way. Well, no, and I appreciate it. And listen, I know it's not an easy path. I've been from a deacon in the Pentecostal church that I went three days a week, Wednesday night, Sunday morning, and Sunday night. Mm -hmm. I've done that for years. It's not new to me. I'm 61 years old. I've been in church more, uh, you know, than most people ever has. And to come home, you know, healed from a bad disease, crying out to God, and then to get rejected. Well, they rejected Jesus when he came, right? They killed him. Right. Because they didn't right. like what he had to say. Right. And today we tend to think that that book written 2000 years ago, there's no room for any change or any new ideas. It was all the infallible word. And, and trust me, I'm not. I believe in the Bible. Careful. I believe I believe in revelations. Yeah. I believe in all of it. Well, the it's acts. the revelation singular. There's not another one. Right. Yeah. But a book of Revelation or Revelations, I've always called it that. But, yeah. but that opens here up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will just leave the, everybody with this. God is here and he's around us and he's yeah. listening. Thank and you. And the angels are around us yeah. and they're not going to let us go but so far before they wake us all up and right. wake people up. Well, God says that he's going to burn it, and that's coming you know, in Second Peter chapter 3. So that, that job he has saved for himself. Chris, thank you for your time today, and appreciate you taking time to be with us. UFOofgod.com is the website, and Chris Bledsoe, our guest. Thank you, Chris, and thanks all of you for joining us on this edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast.